Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John. This episode is what I refer to as a showcase episode where I feature a bootstrapped entrepreneur and they briefly share their tips, tricks, tactics, techniques, and tools that help them bootstrap their business and the successes and failures along the way. My hope is that each of these showcase episodes will provide at least one valuable takeaway that you can implement right away in your own bootstrap business journey. Now on to the episode. Hello, my name is Kyle Hanna. And thank you for the opportunity to share. So I will just get right into it. I took a career path that is pretty typical for the entrepreneur that we hear about often in the media. Got fired from my job, knew that running my own business was definitely my future, and I got into digital marketing. In fact, I remember the exact moment of typing into Google, what can a single guy do from home with little to no money? And through my own research, that's how I stumbled upon affiliate marketing and got immersed in the world of online digital advertising and how to run marketing campaigns on behalf of companies as an affiliate and spent two years in that space and then parlayed that into an e-commerce opportunity in 2009 and then eventually sold that business on myself and a partner of mine. And I was very intrigued by the customer support outsourcing business model having shopped around and looked at several different vendors in the space during the time of our rapid growth in the e-commerce business and made the decision to start my own outsourcing company that was known as Performtel in 2010 and grew that company to just around 6 million a year in revenue and at our peak 250 employees, which was multinational, had employees in the Philippines, had employees here in the, in the United States, in Minnesota. We had two large offices in Minnesota, and then also a third office in India. And then we acquired callcenter.com in 2015. And in 2017, that industry went through significant changes. And I also lost my father the following year. And I had encountered a, uh, known as founder's depression, going through a lot of turbulence and going through a lot of downsizing in our business. And I guess at the time I was feeling overwhelmed, but also like my vision had failed. And so fast forward to 2019 and I had a epiphany where I was feeling revitalized and regaining my confidence. I had gone through some coaching, leadership development. I had gone through some mentorship programs and different educational programs to get my mind back right and, and start taking care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And uh, since 2020, I have been on a path of much progress to improve my health and my, my physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. It's been a great experience. Today, I, I lead an organization with a mission for second chance employment. And we bring call center jobs inbound and outbound to both an incarcerated and a population on the outside in the free world that is no longer incarcerated. And it has been quite a journey. Still using all of my experience and skill in customer experience and sales development, CRM development, creating automations in the call center workplace and integrating all that together to really enhance and drive a great customer experience. All of my companies and everything we've done has always been organic. 
We have never taken on debt. Not that there wasn't a few times when that certainly could have propelled us and allowed me to grow the organization at a level that I was not capable of doing just from our own cash flow, but I never have done that. I've been really stubborn in that department. And I think that has helped us a lot. The steps I took to bootstrap the business, one has been a, a compelling vision and the compelling vision has been operating with a very fiscally conservative mentality. So very negotiation oriented on everything from a building lease to the technologies that we used to hiring the right people and negotiating their pay, typically a less starting pay. And then over time, as they vest into the organization with certain targets achieved, pay compensation has the ability to increase, but really, and then, and then really just keeping our costs extremely low, you know, shopping for used furniture on government auction websites, Facebook marketplace, having our own equipment to move and transport furniture. So I have a pickup truck with a trailer. So it's really just been that homegrown entrepreneurial mentality of, I don't want to take on other people's money. And so I have to be able to figure out how to get our company to certain targets, connect all the dots in between and doing it with as little cash as possible. There are certainly faster ways to accelerate that by taking on capital, but that that's never been my, my mentality that of being able to find the right people, develop them from within and move them into roles where they can succeed at. So avoiding having to bring on people that are, you know, in the six figure salary range and developing people from internally, and then also doing a lot of fractional hiring, outsourcing for lead generation, outsourcing for marketing services, outsourcing for accounting, outsourcing for payroll, outsourcing for different tasks, administrative tasks in the business to keep our, our overhead extremely low. A biggest success was definitely putting together a financial pro forma for a startup that I had experience in their industry and investing the time to help them realize what they didn't know at the moment while they were starting their company. That'll give them expected KPIs like customer churn, annual recurring revenue, monthly recurring revenue, chargeback ratios, return rates of product, how that affected their revenue, what that looked like, just the whole financial performa. And I presented that to them. And when I did, they immediately became a client of ours. That company quickly grew. Within two years, they were over 50 million a year in revenue. It was an exciting journey and we were there to support them the whole entire way. And that also grew our business from, oh, 3 million a year to 6 million a year in revenue because of that massive increase in volume from their accounts. Biggest failures, there are many of them, including going into self-preservation mode, which was a personal decision where I had accumulated what I believed was a lot of wealth at the time I was 27, 28, and I was having someone come give me a second opinion, like a financial advisor or someone from the outside. I was too uh, egocentric and too stubborn to do that. So I had fired our sales guy who was, who was a good friend of mine today, let him go. Then I tried to hire on a few other salespeople that were industry people because they were less expensive. They were also laid off. It didn't work out. We were not able to find enough customers in a short period of time to plug the, the hole in the dam. We had a significant leak in the dam. We were bleeding money and I ended up having to lay off all those people that I had hired and then went through some massive layoffs on our operations team. And really I was just emotionally devastated through all that. And I had little or no energy or enthusiasm toward the business. So we went into self-preservation. We maintained one long-term client relationship through that who kept our business alive. 
and they're still with us today. But man, that was a, that was a major failure. And I look back on that and go, one rule of thumb you never do is do not lay off your best salesperson for petty things because he can be such a great asset. You might have to reduce his pay. He may understand that. He may choose to quit, but don't fire him. Lesson learned. I hope you enjoyed that episode and were able to take away a valuable nugget of information that you can implement right away in your own business. If you feel your story would be valuable for the listeners of this show, please visit frugal.show forward slash guest. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.